PVL, Peter Valandis, how you doing? Yeah, good mate, it's been a while. How's the fam doing? Oh, that's good to hear. Alright mate, yeah, you got a marketing idea for me? Campaign for the league, yeah? Right, what do you got? Uh-huh, with every membership board, mm -hmm. a signed headshot from you, from the PVL. Oh mate, uh, I love it. Yeah, yeah. You sort of, you got a few different options. All right, well look, email email through, you know, a couple of um, couple of shots there and we can have a bit of a look at them. Right, and then you can, yeah, sign them there. Um, I like that. And, and then just sort of have your shirt down a little bit to show off a little bit of chest hair. No, perfect. Excellent. No, mate, memberships will go through the roof. All right, mate, well look, leave it with me. I'll uh, have a look at those designs and get back to you. Yeah? No, I understand you're a busy man. Got to run? Yep. All right, too easy. Oh, hang on for me. Love you too. Whatever it is you want to do in life, you'll be able to do. It's always you versus you. That it doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are, you can achieve anything that you set your mind to. Spend the rest of your natural life waking up and going after it. This is my purpose, and you will not stop me. You are listening to Mojo Sports. Yeah, hello and welcome to Mojo Sports, the NRL show, season two, episode 35. My name is Dan Frost, and as always, I'm supported by the best panel in the business. And tonight, it is arguably our best show of the year. Uh, it is game day, game one, state of origin, and New South Wales versus Queensland. But to make it even sweeter, we're introducing our brand new panelists on the NRL show, Michaela, Mickey Foster. Welcome to the show, Mickey. Great to have you on board. Hi, thanks for having me. So immediately, as soon as we get a new panelist on the shows, um, you know, all of our listeners do a little bit of social media stalking and try and sort of figure out who are these new panel members. So we're going to save our listeners a little bit of time. Tell us a little bit about yourself, my friend, but most importantly, uh, who is the who's, who's the club that you support and, uh, and your state? So I'm currently living in Canberra, so it's pretty cold here. I haven't always lived here. I grew up in Wagga. Um, in terms of my NRL team, I go for the Roosters. Always have people try to call me a bandwagoner, but I just don't have a bar of that because it's not true. Um, and in terms of state of origin, I am a New South Wales girl through and through. Okay. Well, I love that. New South Wales. Um, yeah, welcome aboard. <laughs> we can use all the support that we can take on this show to kind of balance things out. So it's great to have another New South Welshman. And uh, yeah, the Roosters, you know. I often thought during my dark times that, you know, as a Knights supporter, the jerseys are pretty similar. So there were moments where we may have been losing 60 or 70 nil and, you know, picking up multiple wooden spoons. I'm like, <laughs> could I just casually move over to Bondi? Would anyone notice? But uh, now look, it's great to have you on board, my friend. But before we get too carried away, uh, let's jump into our warm up. And the one, and the two, and the one, two, three. Play it off the set. Bishop wore buttless chaps to the bat mitzvah. Have a great broadcast. You too, darling. All right, team, as we mentioned, it's state of origin time, and that's the question I've got for you. Let's reminisce and uh, reflect on some of our favourite uh, state of origin games of all time. Uh, without further ado, Mickey, you can take the first one if you like. Um, yeah, obviously, there's been plenty to choose from, but what's your, what's your, what's your number one favourite? Yeah, definitely. It's so hard because, like, I used to love how, you know, sort of back in the day there was, like, proper biffs and things in the game and wish you could still see that, but obviously we don't anymore. Um, for me, I immediately thought of Game 3 2019, that match to right on um, full-time. There was that try from James Tedesco. Um, I'm a massive, obviously, Roosters fan, so that was great to see, but also – 
Mitchell Pierce has always had a little soft spot in my heart since he was at the Roosters for a while. Um, so, yeah, I'm pretty biased in saying that I think he set that try up with the pass to Tommy Turbo out to Fergo, then into Teddy to get over just before full-time or on full-time. So it was pretty exciting. It was such a good game. So Yeah, it was it was an absolute ripper. And, Dee, you're nodding along this entire time. So I'm guessing that you probably had a similar answer. So was that was that kind of your, your memory as well? Because that, that was one hell of a game. Ding, 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 ding. Yep, 100%. That was mine. I was there um, and ended up knowing quite a few New South Welshmen. Sorry, Cousin Dana. I know no Queenslanders in my life that have continued to stay in my life. But I was there. It was the best. It was honestly the best night. I lost my voice, but 80th minute try. And Maloney got the kick in. It was just one of those, I think it was 26 to 22 or something like that was the final score. Um, hands down, my favourite moment. Yeah. Chilling, I, absolutely chilling. Yeah, I was uh, I was in the, the stands, uh, me and my old man, actually, one, one of our first State of Origin games together. So that was a pretty special moment. But for me, I, I'm going to have to take, a, take us back to the year 2000. Now, uh, it was a little, little, little while ago. Um, not too sure where Facebook was at back in 2000, but uh, New South Wales absolutely wiped the floor with Queensland in a three-nil annihilation. And game three, 56 points to 16. Um, that was when Ryan Girdler he was scoring a hat trick, kicking goals for fun. He, he kicked 10 from 10 that night. Um, you know, we had Andrew Johns. It was an absolute unbelievable team. I think we had the old sort of wizard sponsorship, the old bank there. And uh, yeah, I think I went out and got myself a jersey um, after that one. All right, that's that's enough of a, a love fest from New South Wales. Let's try and balance it out a little bit. Uh, Cos, um, dialing in from Queensland, what was your uh, what's your favourite um, game of all time? Well, definitely not those ones that we've just been speaking about. My God. But uh, there's a few. There's, Origin's such a great series, so many great games. But I think for me, favourite, most important is probably um, the Decider Game 3, 2006, where Lockie scoops up the loose ball. Uh, and then Shivkovsky obviously had to kick the conversion to win it. And people seem to forget about that because he just tied it with the with the try. But that started the streak and we Queenslanders absolutely live for that. So that's my pick. I'll tell you what, Shafoski was a little bit of an underrated player. Uh, that's for sure. Uh, Dana, uh, you get the last, um, last call on this one. Uh, so mine was uh, game three of 2017 at Suncorp Stadium in Brisbane. Um, although, like, I'm from Melbourne and live back here now, but I did live in Queensland for a couple of years. Uh, and this was the first time I ever went to State of Origin living up there. So the, the atmosphere at Suncorp Stadium when you win on game three, uh, 22 to 6, with Valentine Holmes getting a hat trick. And it was uh, Cameron Munster's debut as well at that game. So as a Melbourne supporter, I was very proud of him. Um but, you know, it was that was a very monumental moment and it was just like if you could not think of, like I thought noise, like being an AFL supporter as well, like I thought I'd heard noise. You did not hear noise until that last whistle was blown and they won that at, oh, it was just insane. So I try and get up as, as much as I can. I got up last year, but um, I think I'll make it this year, which I'm a bit sad about. But, yeah, 2017 was a bloody good year. 
Yeah, you look, Origins is something completely different, isn't it? Like, obviously, you know, some of our best memories come from when your team wins. But I tell you what, when you when your team loses or you lose a series, that next day at work, I mean, you're tired. I mean, I'm an old man. I, I, I can't stay up, uh, you know, too late these days. But, you, you know, you, you're sort of kicking stones the next day. But uh, anyway, only one team can win. It's going to be really interesting to see, uh, yeah, I guess, who gets the job done this year. All right, team, let's jump into our first segment for tonight, the breakdown. It's do or die. One game. Got hit in the mouth and acted like somebody took our lunch money. This is what the greatest thing about sports is. You play to win the game. Um, not everything went to, went to plan at all. Uh, and they run through our ass like through a tin horn, man, and we could not stop them. <laughs> <laughs> all right, team. Obviously, our breakdown this week, our big feature game is uh, State of Origin Game 1. New South Wales Blues coming up against the Queensland Maroons. You know, I guess, you know, we really find ourselves in an interesting situation. Obviously, we had the massive dynasty there, uh, you know, for Queensland. Uh, and then New South Wales sort of really emerged with some of the game's best talent. You think about Latrell Mitchell, you think about James Tedesco, Nathan Cleary and others. And, you know, I guess everyone was kind of assuming that New South Wales would go on and, and, and sort of start to, um, you know, dominate in a similar fashion. But, you know, Queensland, they sort of, you know, they... They've, uh, you know, fought their way out of out of some difficult games in recent years. So, yeah, I guess it's really interesting to see where this series is going to go. So, look, I'm going to start off with our Queenslander, because talk to me a little bit about how you're feeling heading into this series, because, um, you know, it's it, it's very difficult to pick an underdog in this one. I was going to say, Queensland's always the underdog. It doesn't matter. So we're always the underdog. But I'm excited. I think... Um, the team picked by Billy is an exciting team. He's picked on form. There's a few maybe sort of fresh young faces that you people might have scratched their head about, but he, I think both coaches have done that. They've picked players from teams that are in form, so they know how to win. They have that winning feeling. So um, I'm very excited for the first game, but I'm also quite nervous because we really want to win. I, I, it's just a weird, it's a weird, we just want to win. Guys, I, I think both sets of fans are feeling that way. Like I, yeah. I don't think either camps coming into this one being like, you know, like, you know, New South Wales, there was a period of time where we're like, you know, we're going to win this. Um, and Queensland, obviously you guys just had to turn up some years and, um, you know, obviously got, got the job done there. So no, it's going to be a cracker of a game. Let's quickly go through the teams. Um, we'll start off obviously with Queensland and then we'll flip it over to New South Wales. So Queensland, uh, at fullback, um, you know, one of the game's best players, obviously, in the great uh, Kalen Ponga. Um, we've got Selwyn Cobbo, Valentine Holmes, Dane Gagai, and Xavier Coates uh, rounding out the back line there for Queensland. In the halves, obviously, we have uh, Kim Munster, Daly Cherry Evans as captain. Up front, we have Tino Farsul Malawi. Uh, Benny Hunt gets the start at hooker, which is a big one. Josh Papali'i up front. In the back row, we've got Kurt Capel, Felice Cafusi, Ruben Cotter uh, will make his debut at lock, which is going to be something pretty special. On the bench, we have Harry Grant, Lynn Lindsay Collins, uh, Paddy Carrigan uh, again makes his debut, as does Jer- Jeremiah Nanai. Um, Tommy Dearden will be 18th man. So let's start with this particular team. Dana, what do you like about the Queensland team? Obviously, you know, there's a sprinkling of storm um, influence in the team, which I'm sure catches your eye. But where do you think the strong, um, you know, where, where do you think Queensland, are, like, where's their strength, I guess? I mean, obviously looking at it, like Xavier Coates is incredible on the wing. You can't go past him. Um, he just gets that ball and he just runs. And I think being able to see his improvement since he's been at Storm this year, 
um, coming from the Broncos has been tremendous to see. Obviously, being at home games is just incredible. Um, and he doesn't let his height get in the way, which I think sometimes people do. Um, or they become complacent and they rely on that height to kind of get above the ball uh, when it's kicked on that fifth tackle. So I'm excited to see what he can bring to this side because although you've got a lot of young kids, you've got a lot of seasoned veterans in that. You know, Valentine Holmes, Daily Cherry Evans, as much as I hate Manly, and I mean, I'm always always sat on the fence about Cherry Evans because I feel like he should be more consistent for someone who's been captain for so long. Um, but I don't know if that's just my hatred for Manly kind of shining through a little bit. But, you know, no, I he think, gets that job done. <laughs> I think that's right, Dana. I, I think he's uh, been very much rocks or diamonds um, over the last, especially this season. You know, his best has been, you know, you know, he was the Australian, you know, number seven for a reason. But some of his, uh, you know, poorer games, um, yeah, it's, it's been really interesting to watch uh, daily this season, that's for sure. And Manly, um, you know, it kind of fits in with how they're going as a club too. They've been very up and down. Um, Mickey, it's really interesting to see Selwyn Cobbo uh, get his debut at such a young age. Plenty of ways in which, you know, uh, Billy Slater could have gone here. But, yeah, what, I guess if you were in the selectors, um, you know, shoes, if you were in their situation, would you have picked Selwyn? Yeah, honestly, I am sort of like, you know, I've never really liked the Broncos, but I've been watching them a lot this season because I've been liking watching his game. So I'll actually, yeah, be watching him. And um, yeah, I don't know. I think he's just, yeah, he's going to be a nice, fresh face. Hopefully the, I guess like, you know, State of Origin is such a big game. Hopefully like the big crowds and all that pressure doesn't get to him because I do think, being so young and then just being like thrown straight in there like that um, might get like a little bit rattled. But if he can play like he's been playing at club level, I think he'll do some really good things for Queensland. That's exactly how I feel about Kurt Capewell. Uh, it was one of those things that it was like one of those names that I'd heard and they just kind of just whatever. But he's just, he's been so, he's stepped up this year, I think. And I think he's going to be someone to watch and he's going to be, really helpful to this Queensland side uh, as we go into origin where it's honestly, it's Penrith versus Queensland. So I'm excited to see what he can bring to our side as well. Yeah. I can't wait to get into the Penrith chat when it comes to New South Wales, because you're exactly right. Um, yeah. They might as well just chuck on the Penrith jerseys. That's for sure. Uh, yeah. So Selwyn Cobbo gets a start. Look, big game for Caelan Ponga. Um, you know, obviously he's coming out of a system where, they just completely lack any sort of confidence, you know. So it's going to be really interesting to see whether you can just remove yourself from that environment um, and, you know, just just play as an individual and see what you can sort of come up with. So, um, yeah, really excited about, um, you know, Kalen Ponga um, coming into coming into that role. Um, cause uh, Xavier Coates, um, you know, Xavier Coates getting, getting the other wing spot, you know, a lot of size, a, a lot of athleticism. Talk a little bit about New South Wales. It's, it's you know it's had New South Wales be a little bit jumpy. You know they've they've been spooked. It's sort of caused a, a little bit of controversy with their selections. But yeah, how are you feeling coming into this one, having Selwyn Cobbo and Xavier Coates on the wing? I mean that's that's a pretty good place to be for Queensland, who in recent years have kind of struggled for some outside backs. I think in terms of um, scoring points, yes, I'm excited for it. But again, Origin usually it's. It's more of a defensive game, so maybe that's why some people have a couple of reservations about those two. But I, I love it. I love to see exciting, fresh, talented players just having a go there. And I think um, Selwyn, because he he had a little media conference at the start of the week, and he was not overwhelmed by the occasion at all. And he said, "I'll be out there. I'll have a smile on my face, and I'll be playing um, just like I do for the Broncos." So um, that's that's good for him to be saying. But I think when they run out 
and especially because the first game's in Sydney too, so there'll be a couple boos. So I think they'll all feel the pressure, but I think yeah, those two on the wing, um, it's exciting, and I, I want to see them running down the sideline scoring some tries. That'll be great. Speaking of um, getting some points on the board there, I'm very excited to obviously have, I like to call him the king of the strippers, uh, is Cameron Munster. Um, you know, like you, we talk about line breaks and attacking and, and defence is very important to save origin because it is the best of the best. But Cameron Munster and being able to command a strip, command that tackle, letting everyone go, pulling that ball away and then just breaking away and getting those tries, I think is if he can get even one or, one or two of those, that's going to decide the game. And I'm excited to see what he can bring, especially with, Billy and Cameron on that coaching staff like oh, I don't want to say it's a walk in a park but I reckon we've got a pretty good chance yeah we'll see how we go and look there's so many betting markets out there when it comes to origin but I'm sure there's a strip out there so uh, gamble responsibly Cam Muncy you've heard it here first gets a strip in gets a strip in origin uh, you know D let's talk a little bit about the centers Valentine Holmes I think you know obviously his gridiron days are long gone he's now He's definitely, you know, uh, you know, back being one of the game's best, being one of the most consistent centers in the game. Uh, but Dane Gagai, now, you know, there is just some sort of uh, voodoo energy or power that is in that Queensland Maroons jersey because when Dane Gagai puts on a Queensland jersey, he is unstoppable. Now, I know you're a New South Wales supporter, but, you know, regardless of his form at Clubland, Dane Gagai in a Queensland jersey, it's, uh, it's pretty terrifying. Gosh, you're asking a lot of me to talk about this Queensland side and, say nice things um yeah gotta admit hey just looking at that valentine's homes and dane gagai aren't they just a force to be reckoned with dane gagai is so seasoned he's just seasoned he's a good piece of meat this bloke will get on there and he'll do his best and i don't mean that in a nasty way cause but um he, he is very much a seasoned set of origin player yeah no it's his He's good. It's going to be really interesting to see, you know, and again, coming out of the night system, you know, things are things are a little bit difficult there. Um, all right, Cos, uh, uh, just quickly, you know, one of the things that's really interesting is when players force their way into selection. You know what I mean? Like sometimes the coaches are sitting there going, ah, oh, this guy and that guy. One player who I believe just forced their way into this Queensland team, I mean, you just had to pick him, was Ruben Cotter. Tell me a little bit about your thoughts on his selection because that, I mean... Where where is this guy come from? He is he's absolutely on fire and um you know, a player that the Queensland are gonna be um yeah, pretty pretty excited about, you know, as he heads out there in his debut. It's full on energy. I think um he was a bit of a smoky people because he was in such great form and in a good in a good team with good form. So and I think because he was playing hooker for a while and then um this year he's moved into the middle and it's just been just he said it's a much simpler game. You just run hard, tackle hard, and that's what he's done and just busts through the middle. So that form um, was undeniable. And um, when Billy was talking about him, he said it's one of the first names that he had down. So that's pretty pretty big for, you know, a young kid that's on debut to be one of the first names that he was thinking about. So, uh, again, and to see the flowing mullet as well. I love that. <laughs> I'm excited to see that out, yeah. out and free on State of Origin night. But I think um, but just the energy he'll bring and just um, – yeah, there's all those new faces there. It's just an exciting team to watch. So yeah, we'll see how they go. No, I, I think it's um, I think it's going to be pretty exciting, and just gives them a little bit of an edge. Queensland haven't really done this at Lock Farm, so this is going to be a little bit of a unique sort of system there. And with Billy Slater uh, pulling the strings there at coach, it's going to be interesting to see how they uh, how they roll. Um, look, you know, obviously Tino, Josh Papalia, you know, these two guys are going to have to have some historic games, um, you know, to match it with New South Wales's pack. Um, but again, you know, I, you know. 
if Queensland get the job done here and get and, and win, would you be surprised that a, that a Benny Hunt or a Dane Gagai uh, are sort of man of the match? You know, they're, they're a couple of Queensland players who just elevate when they when they step into that arena. You know, the, the, you know, just a couple of other things before we move on to New South Wales is. I think Queensland have demonstrated a little bit of loyalty too in some of their selections. Uh, we're going to get to New South Wales shortly, who had some um, interesting selections. But, you know, Felice Cafusi, uh, in my opinion, he's got the starting back row. He's an Australian international, plays in the Melbourne Storm system. I don't believe he's anywhere near his best form. Um, but, you know, you just find that in the Queensland system, uh, there's just such loyalty there. So for me, you know, uh, even Jeremiah Nanai, you know, he's been out playing Kafusi significantly, but uh, he obviously gets the start there. So again, just Queensland picking players because they've been there and they've done it before. But, you know, Felice, he needs to step up here. I, I don't think he's been at his best. Um, Harry Grant, he's had the sniffles, um, you know, but uh, don't let that fool you. I think him coming in off the bench is Queensland's secret weapon that's not so secret. Um, you know, you, you immediately in, in you immediately in origin look to the benches to think about, okay, well, if things aren't quite going our way, who's the player that can come in and kind of change things? For Queensland, it's Harry Grant and obviously Nanai coming in there. Um, and then you've got a couple of toilers there in Collins and Carrigan. So, um, yeah, look, a very well-balanced team, um, but on the road against uh, the favourites, the New South Wales Blues. All right, D. That's enough love for your opposition. Let's throw it over to the New South Wales Blues. Now, we're going to quickly talk about, uh, we'll quickly run through the teams. We've got James Tedesco at captain. Um, let's talk about Teddy because I've said this previously, but there's so many young up-and-coming stars that I know it sounds crazy, but I just feel like James Tedesco doesn't get the love that he deserves. I mean, this guy... This guy's a freak. I mean, even when he doesn't play for the Roosters, everyone's like, oh, it's fine. You know, Joey Mano would just play fullback. And, you know, that basically the Roosters don't even need Tedesco. So, well, look, talk to me a little bit about what Teddy brings to New South New South Wales because um, if, uh, if people haven't figured it out yet, he's one of the game's best. Look, I think I'd put him personally, as young as he is, I'd put him in the same pan as Kafusi and, and Papali and talk about him as a seasoned origin player. So we talked about how, you know, Queensland's shown so much loyalty. And yes, they've brought in a couple of, like like you said, Jeremiah Nana, and maybe it is a, a type of, you know, big brother program where they've got him um, shadowing Kafusi just a little bit. But um, when I think of a seasoned player, Teddy is one of those. And as much as he may not have played to his absolute potential this season, I feel like he still has put in so much effort in. And as much, this is just a huge sort of leg up, I think, is just sort of honouring him, paying honour where honour is due, right? So I, I, he, D, he's I, the only one I can think of in that in that spot. Yeah, D, I, I think it's just trying to put a little bit of distance between him and Pappenhausen. You know, there are so many people that love Pappy, that really want to see him take that number one jersey sooner rather than later. Now, Pappy's been injured, and that's probably, you know, created that distance. But Tedesco, he loves every time there's a little bit of doubt, he loves jumping in a state of origin and just showing that, you know, he is, he's the game's best. Uh, Mickey, we've got to talk about it, the, the uh, Josh Adokar situation. <laughs> I mean, look, this is... This is a brutal um, arena. And you look, you know, if, if Freddie Fittler loses a series, if Slater loses a series, their jobs are on the line. So, you know, it, it's, it's, I'm sure it's not difficult. But, uh, uh, you know, obviously it's difficult for Josh Adokar. But talk to me about Daniel Tupo. You're a Roosters supporter. I'm sure you've got a lot of love there. Um, look, it, it, it's hard 
not it, it's hard to dislike the selection despite the Josh Caddo car situation. You know, Tupo, yeah, very experienced guy and probably, you know, the player we need to try and, um, you know, go against uh, Xavier Coates and, and Selwyn Cobbo. Yeah, definitely. Big shock that Fox isn't in the, in the squad even. Um, but, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how Tupo goes in the Blues jersey. Um, I obviously have a lot of respect for him as he is a rooster, but sometimes I do think that he's doesn't fully perform like even on Anzac Day this year I wasn't I was like a little bit disappointed in his game so hopefully yeah if he can rise to the occasion he'll obviously be really dangerous in there I just feel like Tupo is sort of the safer option when you talk about them to you know Adokai's yeah he's great the Fox is amazing and it is quite sad but I feel like I wonder if if Freddie is just trying something different um, and you put Tupo up against Coates, it feels like a, maybe it's a more even matchup, but maybe it's, you know, a bit of pressure on, on Daniel Tupo to really step up and, and step into this jersey and make New South Welshman proud. But it just feels like he's a really safe option. I was just going to say, I think as well, I agree with you both, actually, if I'm honest. Um, you know, as much as obviously I have that soft spot for for Josh, but he just, he has not been performing well this year. Um, you know, he's had a couple games here and there where he's kind of made an appearance and made an effort, but otherwise, you know, he's not having that ball possession. He's not doing anything like mem- uh, memorable with it. And it's something that I think that obviously if I can see it, then Fitler can see it. Like, you know, you look at it and you go, this is not the Josh Adokar that we've seen for the past five years. So how do we fix it? You know, yes, your team's not as successful, but that's not everything. You've got players in this, in both sides, that are in teams that are on that bottom half of the ladder that are still made origin. So one team, like, you know, swapping teams is not going to affect you. It's how you go with it. And I guess, you know, if he doesn't get the ball, it is what it is. But I, no offence to anyone that loves... Josh, I just, I don't think he deserved that spot. So I'm, yeah, I'm kind of happy it went to Daniel. So one interesting thing about his non-selection was um, of the stuff that he does off the field. And I think um, even just observing from outside, he seems like a team player that that gets people around him and has a bit of fun and might sort of reduce that tension because it is a nerve-wracking, intense sort of game. So uh, that was some of the commentary that I read and I sort of agree with. I'm like, yes, this team isn't going well. So, and it seems like both coaches have decided to go with, mostly with teams who are performing well and playing and selecting players from that. But in terms of team dynamics, he seems to be one of those sort of the fun ones in camp. So it might be interesting to see how the vibe is. Yeah, who's going to bring the energy? That's for sure. No, it's a, look, it's a bold selection, but uh, look, you'd be a brave person signing with the Bulldogs uh, right about now after what happened there. Um, look, you know, a couple other th- um, storylines there. Brian Toe, um, haven't seen the best of him, um, only because we hold him to such a high standard. We've seen him at his absolute best. You know, if he runs for under 200 metres, he's had a quiet night, uh, but he's you know, hasn't quite been his uh, destructive self in attack. Um, for Daniel, um, he's got to score a try, you know. Um, you know, they brought him in because they felt like Josh might have conceded possibly one try but you know that Josh would have scored at least one try. Does that make sense? So, you know, it was kind of a 50-50 situation. So for Daniel to come out on top, you know, they brought him in for the defensive side of things. But I think, you know, to kind of 
you know, Josh would have scored a try. So I think I think Daniel's got to come in and score some points as well. Uh, Jack Whiten will not play centre, in my opinion. Um, obviously, you know, it's game day. We'll find out. Kickoff's not far away. But, um, yeah, Jack Whiten, I think that's just a little bit of a wool pull. Um, Jack Whiten, in my opinion, is probably one of the game's best utilities. You know, uh, name a position that he can't play. So he just makes um, so much sense playing in off the uh, off the bench. Um, you know, can Tony Stagg, Stephen Crichton, a little bit of little bit of attack there. Uh, look, Dana, you poked a little bit of fun at the at the I guess the Penrith New South Wales Blues, but you know that's definitely the situation we find ourselves in with uh, Jerome Luai, Nathan Cleary, uh, and Isaiah Yo really sort of you know pulling this team together. Um, it's really interesting because no club team can beat Penrith. So what if we get all of the best talent in Queensland, put them all together? Can, you know, is this team capable of beating quote-unquote Penrith? Like, what, what's, your, what's your thoughts? You know, Nathan Cleary, Jerome Luai, Isaiah Yo, they don't lose too many football, game, football games. Can Queensland do it? I don't know. Um, like, it's one of those things that you say no one can beat Penrith, but Parramatta did, so we're just going to put that out there just to take any Penrith supporters off their little pedestal. Um but, you know, it is, it's hard. The thing is, is because we've spoken about this before, Penrith are so consistent and they're so well put together. There is not, not really a weak link in their side. So when you've got, what, five out of their starting 17 on the field, it's just like, this is what you expect kind of thing. Like, you know, you can't forget Stephen Crichton, um, just the speed and the the pressure he puts on any team they they play. Like, yeah, he makes mistakes every now and then, but he's just such a hard hitter and he just attacks with such force, but then he also stop you dead in your tracks. So I think that having him on the bench, I, I'm unsure of. Um, but again, like you spoke about Harry Grant being like a secret weapon for, for Queensland. I think Stephen Crichton is going to do the same thing. It's that high pressure good player, you know, just sitting on the bench waiting to come off in mid-game as that fresh, fresh feet, you know, that fresh power that's going to just, be, it could potentially, like, affect the, the game dramatically. I'd be so surprised if Crichton plays off the bench. I, I think it's white and all day. Oh, it's going to be going to be very, very interesting. Now, look, it's, yeah, well, you know, it, it's going to be interesting to watch. Uh, New South Wales, you look at their forward pack, Payne Haas, Junior Bolo, I think, you know, they're two of the best, um, you know, players in the competition. Um, you know, Damien Cook, um, you know, you know, in, in his back pocket, he's got to be thinking about the World Cup at the end of the year. So everyone just gave the jersey to Harry Grant at the start of the year. He, he isn't the starting hooker for Queensland. So I think this is a really good opportunity for Damien Cook to try and hold on to his uh, test jersey. Um, Cam Murray, you know, the other selection that was a little bit perplexing is Tarek Sims. I don't think, I'm, I'm okay with dropping Josh Adokar, but then you can't select Tarek Sims. That that doesn't make sense. You're not you're not then being consistent. You know what I mean? Like I'm happy for you to pick on form and not pick the fox. Uh, but if you're going to do that, Tarek Sims doesn't get the selection. Tarek Sims is a loyalty selection based on what he's done previously and will be fantastic. But you certainly can't say that he's one of the most informed uh, back rowers in New South Wales at the moment. You know, sort of far from it. Um, yeah, and then obviously, you know, rounding it off, we got Liam Martin, RCG, and Ryan Madison. Um, I think I think Madison has. You know, he's got an interesting story. You know, he's really tried to fight his way into this team and for different reasons, mostly injury, he's, he's, you know, he's just come so close over the years. So, you know, don't be surprised if Madison has a big impact off the bench. Um, yeah, he'll be, he'll be desperate to make an impact. And, you know, the other part of it too is he could sort of shift in the middle too. I know he's pretty much an edge, edge player, but, um, you know, New South Wales are a little bit light when it comes to pure props. So, um, yeah, Madison playing in the middle. Um, keep an eye on that one. 
I need to ask this. Is Madison a better choice than having Jake Trebojevic? And I know, I know, I see Eagles all day, but is he a better choice than Jake Trebojevic? Uh, for a look, you know, I, I personally, I'm old school. I like a fourth prop on the bench, but you know, mm. the game. I, I'm trying. I'm trying not to sound like the old man get off my porch uh, or the old man <laughs> on his, you know, yelling at clouds. But um, I know the game's getting faster. I know that a lot of the modern day second rowers can play in the middle, but um, I just feel like Jakey T is that hybrid. You know, like he's a guy who can play in the middle. He's a guy that can play in the back row. So no, look, I I, th- I thought Jakey T was a little bit hard done by there, to be honest. All right, team, uh, that was excellent. You know, obviously so exciting to talk all things State of Origin. Can't wait to see the result there. Let's quickly wrap, we'll quickly go around the grounds and quickly grab some uh, tips. I think it's pretty obvious where we're going here, but let's try and throw out some score lines and try and be a little bit accountable here. Mickey, um, New South Wales will win this one, my friend. What's your score? Oh, my score. Gosh, I reckon it'll be a close one. Um, I'm going to say like 20... Maybe even like 26-30 New South Wales way, okay. maybe. Excellent. I'm going to go 18-12 just because it's getting a little bit cold, a little bit dewy in Sydney. So maybe points will, um, you know, sort of tighten up a little bit there. Uh, Cos? Queensland win 2016. Okay, D. New South Wales win 18-22. Okay. Dana? Uh, Queensland win 16-all golden point to Cameron Monster, 17-16. Mm. Okay, excellent. Yeah, and look, I was just being modest. New South Wales will actually win, you know, thirty-two nil. But uh, anyway, just I want to put that one to air. Um, all right, guys. I don't know. You don't have any. Uh, you don't have any storm for the first time in a very long time. I should have pointed this out. You don't have a single Melbourne Storm player on there. There we go. Um, so don't get so cocky. That might be a downfall. Um, and no, New, uh, no Newcastle Knights player either. So you know, obviously, <laughs> that's a not that's missing a, much there. But that's it's a big fine. factor. All right, team, there you go. There's a preview. New South Wales taking on Queensland. Um, listeners, jump in, uh, t- jump onto the socials. Let us know your predictions as well. Game day, everyone's pumped. Cannot wait, f- wait for this game. All right, team, let's jump into our final segment for tonight, Rapid Fire. And we're going to talk all about that and a whole bunch of other things. What you need to know tonight. Sincere apologies to Matt Damon. We ran out of time for him tonight. We'll get him on the air again soon. Oh, my boss is singing closing time. Maybe that's what you're all right, D, uh, let's continue our origin theme. And the question I've got for you is, who is the greatest state of origin coach of all time, in your opinion? Oh, my future baby daddy, Brad Freddie Fittler. <laughs> Has to be him. Oh, uh, yeah, Freddie. Um, you don't the, know why. You know, the, uh, the old earthing and everything like that. <laughs> um, oh, look, I hope he sticks to coaching state of origin. It wouldn't make too much sense for him to jump onto club land side. Um, but we know how incredible he is. He's proven it. Yeah, look, um, money talks, but, you know, imagine the amount of money you'd need to, to jump out of this New South Wales gig to go and coach the Bulldogs. So, um, no, ho- hopefully he sticks around as well. Um yeah, look for me. I'm going to go. I'm going to go. Gus Gould. Um, you know, he was he was a re- he was a really important coach. I think in terms of culture, because you know, for a lot of times, you know, uh, we, we've been told that state of origin is all about Queensland. Like Queensland have more passion than New South Wales, and you know, Phil Gould. You know, in my opinion, was a really important character when it comes to New South Wales state of origin football, just to demonstrate that it means just as much. And you know, obviously, he um, he oversaw quite quite a significant amount of success. So much so that when we were struggling during all of those years, everyone was calling uh, for for Gus to get back involved. Um, Mickey, 
great debut tonight. And uh, what's your thoughts on on uh, on your greatest coach of all time? Yeah, so I was it was a hard one, um, but I do think Mal Meninga is up there. Like he obviously was a very important part of Queensland's reign. He won like twenty out of thirty of the games that he coached. Um, but also, I don't know. I I do love seeing Freddie Fittler in coaching the Blues. I think he's done some great things for the for the team. So we hope, yeah, as um, Dee was saying, hopefully he can stay in there for a while because I think he could do some great things. Because I saw you nodding along until we started talking about Freddie, then then you stopped. So I, I'm going to take that that uh, you kind of agree with Mal Meninga. You know what 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 makes him? You know it's it's um you know obviously he had a fair bit of talent, but what what makes him sort of the greatest coach of all time in your opinion? Well, obviously the record that he he had when he was coaching there. But you mentioned about Gus Gould about with culture, and that's the same for Mal because he came in a difficult time as well. But just just the way that he just his style of coaching suits origin I think more so than like a club team because he really really just gets everyone together and just the vibe of our it's all like intangibles it's when a- coaching origin sometimes but he just got it and he was just able to get the most out of um obviously had quite a handful of good players in there as well but you still need to be able to harness that and I think he is one of the the best to do it and then um, he moved on from there to coach the kangaroo so he must be doing something right so it was Mal for me. Yeah, that's right. And because I, I just, I feel like he's a guy that you just wouldn't want to let down, you know? Could you imagine letting down Mal Meninga? Like, could you imagine going out there and playing like a busted ass in Origin and having to go into the dressing sheds and face up to Mal Meninga? Um, yeah, no thank you. Uh, <laughs> Dana, plenty of options. Thoughts on this one? So I'm going to be a be a psychic uh, and I'm pre- predicting the future that it will be the greatest of all time, uh, Billy Slater. Um, you know, obviously we all know his skills on the field. Um, a lot of people don't know how busy he has been kind of behind the scenes down in Melbourne, up in Queensland um, since his retirement in 2017. But he's always been there. He's still been involved in NRL. Um, you know, he's been doing a lot of stuff more recently back in Melbourne, which is lovely to see. Um, but, you know, I think that his his coaching abilities are going to be on full display. It is the one of the biggest talks at the moment, um, you know, coming up against this this extremely strong New South Wales side. But I think his skills and his knowledge on and off the field, I think, is going to be detrimental to this side. And, you know, if, if we come out with a series win, incredible effort. But I think even against this New South Wales side, if we can get a single game win, that's going to so be so impressive for a first time uh, at that level. Dana, Slater makes me nervous. And the reason is because he sprinkles his little magic fairy dust on just a random bloke and he becomes the greatest fullback of all time. Like, you know, the work that he does with, you know, Pappenhaus and Jerome Hughes, like the influence that he's had on sort of that individual coaching just makes me so nervous that if he got ever got his hands on a team with this with this much talent, like what is Billy Slater going to do for a Kalen Ponga over a three-game series? Like it, anyways, a New South Wales fan makes me nervous. And, uh, yeah, no, he could definitely go down as uh, one of the greats, that's for sure. Team, that's all the time we've got tonight. Uh, thank you for your support, listeners, to our panel. Always bringing the heat. Mickey, fantastic debut tonight. Uh, listeners, as always, how you can, how you can continue to support the show, uh, download the podcast, share with family and friends. Thank you for choosing Mojo Sports. And until next time, we'll catch you then. Up the blues.
You have been listening to Mojo Sports. Thank you for your support. It is very much appreciated. The team and I are trying to build something a little different here, so everyone's support is very much appreciated. Continue to support the podcast, download, subscribe, check out our social media channels, give us a follow, and be sure to tell your friends about Australia's best-kept secret. This is Mojo Sports.